News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hesman, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith Family Giving Back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. Check them out this weekend. They got the lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Insane what they're doing, and they, your used vehicle's never been worth more than it is right now. All right, a lot to get to on a packed Saturday morning here in a drizzly, rainy Tri-States here in downtown Hannibal. Hopefully the weather's been a little bit nicer wherever you are. I It's just been on and off rain for like seven days straight here in the Quincy Hannibal area. It's getting, getting a little annoying, i got to be honest. Uh, but... A lot of stuff, you know, a rainy day is not the worst thing in the world because there's a lot of great stuff to watch on TV in the world of sports as we uh, head into NBA playoff action in full today and tomorrow as we kick off the series. Golf's got a major going on right now at an absolutely stunning course in South Carolina. We'll talk about that a little bit later on the show. And to wrap up the show, episode 86 of On the Mark, believe it or not, uh, we'll talk a lot of baseball here. Cubs cards in action, so of course... Got to talk a little Cubs cards uh, to to end the show here. All right, but as always, we get started going uh, with our Hespin headline. So let's jump into it. NBA Playoff Edition, Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, the play-in games are over, right? We have uh, the fun experiment that the NBA did with the play-in games. And to be honest, I think the NBA got exactly what they wanted out of the play-in games. The seventh seed in the East, the Celtics, yeah, they locked up the seventh seed in the East. The eighth seed in the East going to the playoff games, the Wizards, yeah, they locked up the eighth seed in the East. And I think that's a win for the NBA in both things. You love the brand of the Celtics getting in, especially uh, against uh, getting up that matchup with the two seed and Kevin Durant and the, uh, and the Brooklyn Nets. And for the NBA as well, you get Russell Westbrook, you get Bradley Beal, how long do they last against Philly? I don't know. Maybe they can steal a game. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But you get big-name stars in over a Pacers team that is missing a lot of their best players. And Karis LeVert, uh, Miles Turner, some of their bigger-name guys. Uh, and in a smaller market, Indiana versus Washington, MVP Westbrook, Bradley Beal, the second-best scorer in the NBA this season behind Steph Curry. So that's a win for the NBA in the ratings. Uh, but then also... In the Western Conference, you got this incredible game between LeBron and Steph. LeBron hits the dagger three. The Lakers, the seventh seed going into the uh, the play-in, they clinch the seventh seed. And then you get the Warriors battling for the eighth seed. They lose last night in overtime to a young, fiery, up-and-coming Grizzlies team. That's the one thing probably the NBA didn't want. Obviously, the NBA would love to have Steph Curry in their playoffs. How long would they have lasted uh, against a one seed in the Jazz in the West? 
probably would have gotten swept or maybe stole a game. But still, you get Curry, you get the Warriors brand in the playoffs, you lose that. So that's going to certainly hurt the ratings a little bit in the Western Conference. But I will say, getting John Morant into the playoffs could in the long term also be a good thing for the NBA. Exposure of two smaller markets, Jazz and Memphis, but... Memphis having this young star, this rising superstar in John Morant, who is a is such a uh, explosive athlete and a and a young star. When a guy like Zion doesn't make the playoffs, and some of these other uh, uh, younger stars don't make the playoffs, so Lamelo Ball doesn't make the playoffs, they lose in the play-in tournament. That could end up being good for the NBA in the long in the long term, getting John Moran some exposure. So let's dive into the Eastern Conference. Then we'll take a break. Has some headline number two. We'll dive into the Western Conference. All right. So the Eastern Conference. Let's let's go through some of this. Number one seed, Seventy Sixers, getting all this rest. That's great for Philly. Uh, getting Joel Embiid as healthy as possible. Four or five days off here now before they play against the Wizards. And um, you know. To be honest, this is one of those, it's a very uh, unique matchup for me because you have physical guard play. Uh, Russell Westbrook is explosive. He's a big guard. He wants to get to the rim. He wants to get his teammates involved. He wants to do exactly what Ben Simmons wants to do. Ben Simmons is just a bigger, younger, uh, slightly more explosive just because he's at 6'10 version of Russell Westbrook. Westbrook right now, still in his career, is a better scorer than uh, Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons can get whatever he wants. And it's going to be really fun, I think, watching those two guys battle for triple-doubles, battle for rebounds, trying to get each other in Fountain will employ with uh, you know Alex Len and Daniel Gafford uh, and Robin Lopez. You know They have a lot of bodies to throw at Joel Embiid, all of them 6'11 or taller, so they have guys who can get into foul trouble because they can just keep throwing bodies at Joel Embiid. So how does he handle that? And then who guards Bradley Beal? Can he score? I still think that the uh, the uh, 76ers are a well-oiled machine in this series. I think getting, getting rest is going to be huge for them. I could honestly see the Wizards maybe stealing game one just off momentum and coming in uh, off the play-in tournament. But I don't see this going more than four or five games. I think I think uh, the 76ers take care of business. Joel Embiid, I think, uh, I don't think he's going to win the MVP. I think it goes to Jokic. But I think he's going to show why, uh, in a lot of ways, he was the best player in the NBA this season. Uh, in the two seed, you get the Nets versus Celtics. Again, this is interesting to me because it is a, I think it's a coaching mismatch. You have Brad Stevens, who is, since he's been in Boston, has been able to get the most out of uh, all his role play, Stevens is going to get the most out of these guys. They're going to be feel like they have that underdog mentality, even though they're the Boston Celtics, because you're going up against Kyrie and Katie, James Harden, Blake Griffin. And it'll be really interesting to see how the Kyrie's former teammates in the Celtics, they, do they want to stick it to him? Can, can Marcus Smart just be a nightmare for Kyrie in two or three of these games? I think the Nets win it. Obviously, they just have so much more talent than Boston right now. I think this series would be a lot more interesting, obviously, if you had Jalen Brown. But can the Celtics steal one game? I certainly think they can. Can they steal two? I I don't know. But I think even if it's only a five-game series, they're going to make it more physical. They're going to try and muck it up here a little bit with the with Brooklyn. 
And then Brooklyn obviously is a team that we just haven't seen them enough together and in high-pressure moments. It'll be really fascinating to watch. Wouldn't shock me if the Celtics are able to steal two games, but that's as max as I would give them. I do think they're competitive in multiple games. I do think they make it physical. I think Jason Tatum has a big series because the Nets are allergic to defense. But the Nets have a lot of size. The Celtics have no size, and I think that's a huge difference in the uh, Nets. I'll I'll give the Nets in a gentleman sweep. Uh, they take uh, they take it four one. Uh, number three versus number six, the Bucks versus Heat. This is the best matchup of any of the matchups in the East or the West in the playoffs. Last week on this show, I said I'm taking the Bucks to win the East and face the Lakers. I did not realize the Bucks' path was going to end up being like this. That was before we knew where the city would all find out. This is a brutal path for the Bucks. I'm still sticking with the Bucks to make it out of the East because I do think when it comes down to it, they're the best. Uh, the, they have the most length. They have the most scoring to go with uh, go toe to toe with Brooklyn. They have the most guys to throw at Brooklyn's guys, and. I think they'll be the most battle tested. This is going to be a seven gamer. It could be a it, 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 six or seven games. There's no way this is five games or four games. Either way for either team. I wish that the Heat were fully healthy. I wish the Miami Heat had Victor Oladipo for this series. But I do think the the Milwaukee Bucks are going to come up with an edge. They got upset by Miami last year. Miami's not going to take anyone by surprise. These are now teams that know each other. They know what they want to do against each other. I think, obviously, Miami is the better coach with Spolstra. But I think Giannis, this could be Giannis revenge tour type stuff. I'm going to take the Bucks in seven. I think this is an all-time great first-round series. And I do think that the Bucks make it through this, and it's going to be tough, seven games as I'm predicting, I do think, though, they'll be so battle-tested and ready to go that once they start playing Brooklyn in the second round, they're going to be like, wait a minute. These guys are a cupcake defensively to what we just had to go through with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Uh, I, I think they're going to they're gonna cakewalk maybe through the Nets in the second round. You'd think that, oh, playing the Nets is going to be harder playing the Heat. I just don't think so, especially the way the Bucks are built. If the Bucks stay healthy and can get through this series in six or seven games – I really love the Bucks' chances to then make it to the rest of the Eastern Conference. And then finally, I think it's going to be an underrated, fun matchup to watch, mainly because these two teams are so different. The New York Knicks, the four seed, versus the five seed in Atlanta. Listen, the Knicks are here because of Tom Thibodeau and what he does, what he did with the Bulls, what he tried to do that failed in Minnesota. He's brought it back here in New York. Physical Make every, uh, make every single player get a hundred percent, ring them like a towel and, and ring a hundred percent of the, uh, the moisture out of that towel. He, he gets it out of every single one of their guys. It's going to be Julius Randle and Trey Young are going to get theirs. So Julius Randle for the Knicks and Trey Young for Atlanta. I think they're both going to have big series. I think Trey Young is just one of those scorers that even though Thibodeau is going to throw everything at him and he's going to try and be so physical with Trey Young, he's just an elite scorer in the NBA. He will still get his points. The two players that I'm keeping an eye on in this game are the two young guys with very bright futures. And if their teams are going to be competitors and constantly battling for top four seeds in the Eastern Conference, Trey Young is going to need John Collins, the power forward, to step up big. And he's, and, and, uh, Julius Randle's going to need RJ Barrett to have a massive series for either one of these teams to win. I think this one is a seven gamer as well. I'm going to take the Knicks because I just think the Knicks 
are going to be able to out-physical Atlanta. And when it comes down to it, I do think the Knicks will have just a, a, a an ability in the garden, mental edge, having home court that is going to suit them uh, to win this game. But I think it's six or seven games. Again, very different styles of basketball. It's going to be very interesting and fun to watch in that regard. I, you know, the Eastern Conference is is uh, is brutal. It's 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 different than it's been in years past. You know, when you think of an eighth seed like the Wizards that have a bona fide MVP, former MVP, with Russell Westbrook, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Bradley Beal, who on any given night is the best scorer in the NBA, second best scorer in the NBA right now behind Steph Curry. They're an eighth seed, and then they have length. They have they're, they're going to be able to to combat a lot of what Philly wants to do. So it's going to be some interesting matchups. I would be I would be surprised if any of the Eastern Conference first rounds are a sweep. I'll be honest. I'd be very surprised if anyone sweeps anyone in the first round of the Eastern Conference. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It is a basketball weekend as the NBA players officially get kicked off today. Uh, the first game is Heat Bucks, uh, 1 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, that's going to be, again, I think it's going to be an all-time great series and a revenge tour for Giannis. When we come back, we will dive into the Western Conference. Really interesting matchups. No Steph Curry. What do I think about the uh, Jazz and the and the Nuggets? It's originally the Nuggets being down their star player. We'll get into all that when we come back. We're live and local on a gloomy Saturday in America's hometown in Hannibal. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO mobile app. Oh, welcome on back to on the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You're driving around car lots right now and you're seeing nothing but empty lots. That's not the case at Cunis. Stop by 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Because of their network of dealerships, they have over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from on hand. They can get you to it in a day. True story. When I bought my truck from Cunis in July of last year, almost had that thing for a year. It's just crazy to me. They literally, it was in their Monmouth location up in, uh, further up in central Illinois. And I saw it online, and I was like, this is the one I want. They had it for me the next day in the Quincy location, test drive, got the deal done in a matter of hours, and bada-bing, bada-boom, I'm on the road. So they can they can bring in because they have the ability to do that. No other dealership in the area has that. So check them out, cunisquincy.com. Start shopping online today or stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Let's move on to the Western Conference. And something I talked about slightly there with the Eastern Conference that, again, I want to make this this note. You got to remember, I don't I'm not one of those people who's going to asterisk the uh, the bubble championship for like the Lakers. I think in a lot of ways winning in the bubble, it go to show so much mental toughness. You saw the Clippers falter, the Bucks falter, some other you know teams that just didn't have the mental toughness to handle the bubble. And the teams that did, the Miami Heat and the Lakers, were deservedly in the championship and were by far the two best teams at handling the circumstances that were given, which is something we'll never see again probably in our sports lifetimes. But I do think we got to remind ourselves that there's going to be fans in the stands in these home court advantages. So we're getting back to uh, what will feel like even if it's only you know, 30 40% capacity, these players who spent a lot of the season not playing in front of fans, not having that atmosphere, 
If you're home court, like when the Bucks play the Heat today, that's going to feel like a full crowd and then some because it's just not having that. It's going to be that energy, that juice. And you that does weigh into it. I do think home court's going to matter so much more again this year than they did last year. All right, so let's jump into Western Conference. The number one seed, Jazz, versus number eight, Memphis. Again, I think the NBA, in their perfect scenario, would have loved Steph Curry just for ratings. But I do think in a weird way, Memphis has a better chance of stealing a game from the Jazz. I don't know if they can steal two. I think a lot of that will have to do with Donovan Mitchell and his ankle. How healthy is Donovan Mitchell? they got all this time off. Uh, they play tomorrow. So he's got an, even an extra day. But I think John Morant is special. I think John Morant is a guy that he himself could just go off like he did last night. He'd be like, doesn't matter what we do tonight. He's just winning this game. I think the difference, though, is going to be the size with Rudy Gobert, the shooting with Joe Ingles. Jordan Clarkson is the sixth man of the year, in my opinion, coming off the bench. Derrick Rose is who I'd put second. So I think all of that really matters when you come into it. And I, But I do think for Memphis... If they're able to steal a game, I know Memphis is not a free agent destination, but if John Moran can steal a game and, and show that he is this next up-and-coming superstar ready to take that next level, there's going to be some free agents out there, people out there that say, I, I might want to go join in what Memphis has got going on down there. Jaron Jackson is the modern-day power forward, can space, very athletic. He's got ball-handling skills. I just don't know if they have the requisite size to really handle uh, everything that Rudy Gobert is going to throw at them down low, and the depth. They just don't have the depth right now to handle uh, the Jazz, especially night after night after night. One game, if this was a one-gamer, I'd be like, I don't know. You might want to sprinkle a little money on Memphis as a big dog to maybe steal a game. But in over a seven-game series, they just don't have enough firepower to compete with the Jazz. I'll take the Jazz. I'm going to say 4-1. I think Memphis steals a game. I, I, I I don't like a sweep from the Jazz. Uh, in the uh, in, in the uh, second seeded Suns versus seven seeded Lakers, this is going to be so much fun to watch because these two teams are built so uniquely different, and the Lakers are so big. You got to realize, in a lot of ways, LeBron James is the point guard for the Lakers, and then when you have that factor plus Montrez Harrell plus Kyle Kuzma plus Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis as those six guys getting a ton of playing time. And then Dennis Schroeder is a tall, big guard, a physical guard. The Lakers are massive. And then you look at Phoenix, which is all about space, getting Devin Booker into space, Chris Paul working through space, two smaller guards and their ability to shoot and move the basketball. And they're one big with Ayton, who's inexperienced and young and a little bit brittle, this could get ugly really quick. I think Phoenix is able to win a game or two, but I think the Lakers win this pretty easily. And and even in the games that Phoenix wins, it's an all-timer. Like Devin Booker goes off for 50 points, and it's a, just an oh, it has that feel of like maybe you know that kind of all-time second game of the series. Lakers win game one. Phoenix comes back, wins game two. Chris Paul has 17 assists and Devin Booker has, you know, 50 points. And the Lakers say, all right, we gave, you know, we got what we came for. We stole game one. 
And then maybe the, you know, Phoenix State will steal another game at home, but the Lakers close it out, I think, in, in five or six games. I don't see this going seven. The size, it's just a size mismatch. And then who do you throw at LeBron? Jay Crowder? I, you know, it's, it's a nice name. We all remember Jay Crowder. But again, if Jay Crowder is who you're really hoping, you know, can be, and, you know, and Bridges are, uh, not Bridges, the other kid, um, if they're the people you really feel are going to be your, hey, these could be the guys that we throw at LeBron. Um, that's scary, you know. That's just that's just not a, a great. Yeah, Bridges, Mikhail Bridges. Uh, you know, those, those are those are scary things for Phoenix Suns fans, and it sucks for Phoenix because they're a really fun regular season team, and they earn the right to be the second seed. But it's a bad, bad matchup for Phoenix in the first round. Because of the Lakers size. The Lakers are a size mismatch for so many teams in the West. All right. Um, let's go Nuggets Blazers, the three seed Nuggets, six seed Blazers. You know, this is really interesting. You know, for the Nuggets to not have Murray, it's a real bummer because Murray is explosive. He had such a great bubble run last year. I do think, though, what's going to be interesting is again, the Nuggets size and their skill at size. Gordon, Jokic, and Porter Jr. are all skilled guys who are 6'10 and taller. So they're, they have guard-level skills. They're not just big bruisers versus the fact that Portland's all built about around Lillard and McCollum and their space and shooting the threes. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup in that regard. Again, built differently. Great guards for Portland, bad bigs. Great bigs for Denver, Lacking at the guard spot. So I think that means you're going to just have these momentum shifts where there's nothing that Portland can do down low with Jokic and Porter Jr. and Gordon. But then there's going to be parts of some of these games where Lillard and McCollum go off. And Lillard is the second best point guard in the NBA, I think, in a consistent night behind uh, Steph Curry, in my opinion. So I think the, I think this is a six-gamer. I think that uh, the Nuggets win in six. But I think Portland it pushes them, pushes them. It could go seven, but I, I think uh, Jokic is uh, is on a little bit of a tear. I think he's going to win the MVP, and I think he's going to kind of uh, kind of like how what I said with Joel Embiid, kind of have just a huge series and show why they had uh, you know he's a deserved MVP uh, winner this year. And then finally in the West, Clippers Dallas. This is the second best series in the first round, as I said. We are, I'm absolutely ecstatic for Heat Bucks. This is what I'd be second, uh, most excited for. Mainly because Luca is so fascinating. He's so big. He is physical, but he is European and he, and you can get in Luca's head. You can get Luca frustrated. Luca wears his emotions not only on his sleeve, like he wears them everywhere. He wears them on his pants, on his shoes. He wears them on his heart. He wears them everywhere. He is an emotional player. And relying on Kristaps Porzingis when you have physical length from Paul George, Kawhi Leonard uh, to frustrate him, great defenders, and they have some size down low with Zubac in in uh, in the, with the Clippers. That's really fascinating because Luca's going to need Porzingis to have a couple big games to win this series, whereas. Luca can be slowed down and be frustrated because of Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, Reggie Jackson. Now, none of those guys can score with Luca, and you need Paul George to not be playoff P. <laughs> you need him to be real playoff P, 
But I think this is a, this could be a seven-gamer. I really do. I, I think the Clippers win. I don't see my, the Mavs winning this series. But I, but I do think the Mavs could get it to seven. But that's only if Porzingis somehow really steps up big and Paul George plays as we expect Paul George to play in the playoffs from what we know he's historically been, which is kind of underwhelming. Uh, I think if those two things happen, it's a seven-gamer, but I'll still take Kawhi and I'll still take the guard, the three guards of Reggie Jackson, Rajon Rondo, and Patrick Beverly being able to frustrate Luka enough and, again, be able to collect fouls. When you have three guys to throw at someone, they can collect some fouls. A lot like I was talking about with the Wizards having three centers to just throw at Joel Embiid, all having size to collect some fouls. You can frustrate a great player that way, especially in the playoffs when you're not getting as many calls. And the rest swallow the whistles a little bit. All right, uh, that's going to do it for me in the uh, NBA playoff preview. So really quickly, in the East, I'll take the Scissors, six, <laughs> Scissors, the Sixers over the Wizards. I'll take the Nets over the Celtics. Bucks over the Heat, Knicks over the Hawks, chalk, but I don't see any sweeps. In the West, I will take the Jazz over uh, the Grizzlies, Lakers over Suns, Nuggets over Blazers, and Clippers over Dallas with some really fascinating matchups. And again, I think it's going to be all-time fun first-round series, Bucks, Heat, Clippers, Mavs. All right, when we come back, we're going to go to golf. There's a major happening right now, and you know me, when there's a major happening in golf, it's all about the stars. Some of the biggest names in the world of golf did not show up this weekend. They played badly. Talk about those names, but why golf is getting a blessing from an old lefty, and uh, that could save some ratings this weekend. You know I'm going to be tuning in. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Live and local on a Saturday in America's hometown. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Attention drivers. Spring is here. And along with sun and warmth, you can expect post-winter road hazards like potholes, uneven pavement, springtime showers, and an increased number of cyclists and pedestrians. Did you know that 2018 was the deadliest year for pedestrians since 1990? This spring, slow down on wet roads, avoid potholes, and stay on the lookout for pedestrians and cyclists. For more driving safety tips, visit driversed.com. Take us anywhere hometown news talk 1070 khmo and the free khmo mobile app for your smartphone i recently read an article regarding a survey of how often fast food companies use the phrases thank you and you're welcome in addition to being interested in the findings i also found myself asking why as in why do we have to do surveys to measure being polite My conclusion is that we've reached a point in society where manners are so rare, we have to do surveys to determine the companies that practice kindness. Do we really need that? So my message is this. Lead the way in your company. Be polite. Practice manners, courtesy, and kindness. Let your customers and your employees know that they're appreciated. Tell them thank you. You're welcome. And it's my pleasure. When respect is surveyed, make sure your company is at the top. I'm Ed Harrell, author of The Kindness Revolution. Every two minutes, an American is sexually assaulted. The majority of victims know their attacker. It could be your friend, your neighbor, or someone you met at a party. If you said no, it's rape, and it's a crime. This is Christina Ricci with Rain. Call the National Sexual Assault Hotline today at 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G.
Brought to you by Rain and this station. Storms today, otherwise overcast. Highs around 77, southwesterly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows around 64 tonight. Daytime highs approaching 83 tomorrow. A mix of clouds and sun. Mid-80s, Monday, cooler, Tuesday, with highs in the low 80s, and storms. Right now, 70. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Head on over to Cunis Country. You know, it's a lot like the housing market right now. If you're in a big house and you're like empty nesting, this is the time to sell. The market's huge. There's such a demand and you can downsize and make a ton on your big house. If you're driving around in a used car right now, uh, and even if you're making payments on it, get out of those big payments. Get yourself into something brand new for lower payments. Cunis can make it happen. Or if you got no payments on your car right now, you are there's literally gold in your garage. <laughs> it's gold in your garage. CunisQuincy.com. Uh, or just stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith Family Giving Back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. So the PGA Championship is underway, round three in South Carolina, in an absolutely beautiful course, Kiowa Island Golf Resort. It's in Kiowa Island, South Carolina. It's their ocean course. Watch some of this today. It is absolutely gorgeous to watch. It is literally on the ocean. They built this golf course on the sand, on the ocean and most of it north-south. So this massive breeze coming off the Atlantic that all these golfers are having to deal with. The wind is crazy. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, and you know, the PGA Championship being kind of the, I think, you know, the open, the Masters is the is the GOAT. You Everyone wants to win the Masters. And then the Opens have a little bit more history. But the PGA Championship being that fourth major, um, it, it's a, an opportunity for Jordan Speed to career, complete the career, career Grand Slam this weekend. And I do think golf got pretty lucky right now. And they have three guys at the top of the leaderboard right now that all could be huge ratings drivers. But all three of these guys need to have a good week, a good Saturday because beyond these three guys, Louis Usazen, Christian Bizarre, Brendan Grace, Kevin Steelman, Corey Connors, Gary Woodland, Charlie Hoffman. Those are the other guys at the top of the leaderboard. Besides three names that we all know now and three names that can all drive ratings. Phil Mickelson, obviously, lefty, all-time legend, all-time great. Brooks Kepka, who it seems as though when he's healthy, when his knee is okay, and he's still dealing with that knee, can it hold up through the weekend, is outshining Dustin, outshining Rory, outshining Spieth, Fowler, Justin Day, all Jason Day, all these other guys who are supposed to be the next Tiger. It looks like Brooks is the one, when that knee is good, is the guy right now. I mean, he has been competitive, and he's got four already. You know, can he start getting himself into that elite status of five, six, seven majors? He's at four under, uh, third place right now. And then this name, which we just spent a ton of time talking about last month, Hideki Matsuyama. He's at three under. The Masters winner, the Japanese golfer. Can he go back to back? That's a huge storyline. So as long as two or more of those guys, or at least one of them, 
Matsuyama, Kepka, or Mickelson, if they're at the top of the leaderboard or in that final pairing going into Sunday, the PGA Championship is going to get some good ratings because they all have great storylines. Would it be awesome if all three of them have a big Saturday and all three of them are battling with each other? With a guy like Ustazen, who's who's got an okay name for an international player, or can a guy like DeChambeau at minus one get, uh, you know, minus three or minus four today and get near that top? Can you have four names like that at the top of the leaderboard? That would be, I think, really huge for the PGA Championship, especially because listen to the names that didn't make the cut. I mean, this is embarrassing for golf. These are the guys you keep telling me they've won a major or been competitive in majors. They have multiple majors, and they can't make the cut in a major. Justin Thomas, where are you? Missed the cut. Xander Shoffley, I keep hearing about the X-Man, Shoffley. He's done nothing but melt down every time he's gotten close, and then he misses the cut in a PGA Championship. Adam Scott, big international name, the Australian, a Masters winner, uh, misses the cut. He was supposed to be the next Tiger for a while. Dustin uh, Johnson, DJ, where are you, world number one? You missed the cut. Sergio Garcia, again, a little bit older, but a big name. Uh, is similar to Phil, not as big as Phil, but if Sergio was is made the cutter near the top of the leaderboard, he's a name that draws uh, people in. Missed the cut. So all of those five big-name guys not even making the cut in a major. And then you have guys like Jason Day, Patrick Reed, Spieth Fowler, McElroy, they all need miracles today to be in conversation on Sunday. They need miracles on a Saturday, and this is not the type of course that you're going to get miracles from. I mean, you need if you need to shoot minus four today to be within a couple shots of the leader going to Sunday, good luck. I mean, this course is just not that type of course. The wind, the 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 sand traps. The, uh, the, uh, the, the greens that have so much movement on them. Plus, you're watching some of these balls, rounds one and two, where the wind is affecting the putting. That's how strong the winds are off the Atlantic Ocean in this course. So, this is the type of course that whoever wins this, it's because they shot two or three under four days in a row. And it looks like Kepka, Mickelson, Matsuyama, they all have a chance. And I really, I really hope for golf's sake that Two, at least one of them, but hopefully two or th- all three of them have big Saturdays. And that we can be sitting down tomorrow competing against NBA basketball, but I'm drawn to the to the uh, TV to watch Lefty versus Kepka and the def- and the Master Champ Matsuyama go for two in a row. Those are all great storylines for golf. And again, all three of those guys are guys I talked about last month going to the Masters of being uh, well, not Matsuyama, but Mickelson and Kepka being guys that can carry ratings. And now Matsuyama, he's in that Spieth, DJ, Justin Thomas, one or, uh, or just a couple majors. Who Now it's like, hey, if, if Matsuyama all of a sudden can go on a run here and win multiple in a row or multiple in a year, that vaults him up to a, stra- a massive stratosphere, especially in the international game, but here in America as well. So uh, so good to golf for having some guys step up. Where are you, Dustin Johnson? Come on, man. Justin Thomas? You, mean, you, you can't be missing cuts at majors. Listen, I mean, I get it. You know, it's sad to see that Rory and, 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 and Spieth and, and Mackle and, and, uh, and Day and all need miracles on a Sunday, but at least they made the cut. 
got to start making some cuts. Got to help out your your sport here. Help out your own wallets, but help out your sport. All right, when we come back, we're going to turn our focus to the diamond. I got some Tony Larusa thoughts. I got some thoughts on Cubs Cardinals. And if we have time, I might squeeze in a little bit of Steph Curry talk. The Warriors could be in real trouble in a year from now. And uh, and it, it's a real possibility. So if we got time for it, we'll squeeze all that in. Uh, don't go anywhere. It's On the Mark brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. We are live and local in America's hometown at Hannibal on Newstalk 1070 KHMO. Opportunity, especially in the workforce, is the cornerstone of the American dream. Being employed gives us the confidence to be financially independent. There's real meaning in supporting ourselves and those we care about. We feel respected, useful, even empowered to become leaders. But what if you were one of the six and a half million people in the U.S. with an intellectual or developmental difference, such as autism? 81% of adults with developmental differences don't even have a paid job, and only about a third of the public believes they're capable of having leadership roles. Now is the time to change that. Join the SunTrust Foundation in supporting Autism Speaks, Best Buddies, and Special Olympics in creating pathways to one million employment and leadership opportunities for this talented community by 2025. Together, we can build a broader workforce for the future. Visit DeliveringJobs.org to learn more. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed? Together, we can create a more inclusive workforce. Please join us. We need community leaders, businesses, and service providers to be part of the solution. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org slash employment. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. You know, I'm talking too much. It's On The Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. If you don't know, On The Mark does Facebook Live here during the show. So I'm, t- I'm yelling at my Facebook Live audience here during the commercial break, and I'm not paying attention to the actual commercial break. Welcome on back to the show. Uh, we are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith Family Giving Back. Uh, what a day to buy a car. Head on over there. And again, like I said before, ShopCunisQuincy.com because they have such a vast network of dealerships in the Cunis family that they can get you a, a car that's 100 miles away to Quincy in a day. And then you're test driving, you're buying it like me. So start shopping online if you don't want to go out in the rain today uh, to stop by 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right, let us shift our focus now to Major League Baseball. Let's go to the Diamond. Um, Cubs Cardinals, uh, here on KHMO, we are your, uh, home for the Cardinals in the Tri-States, but you know me as a Cubs fan. And I got some, uh, interesting news. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and pound my chest over a 12-3 win. It was a great win for the Cubs last night. Uh, I thought Hendricks was great. That's really important for Hendricks to get run support, uh, and to get, uh, to get up to, back to his fourth win of the year and get to, to four and four. As uh, he's had some bad run support, he's had some bad outings. You know, Major League Baseball has an issue right now where it's feast or famine on home runs, uh, but even worse than it was in the steroid era. Because even in the steroid era, when I grew up in, in, you know, being an eight-year-old in 1998, there was still small ball. You still had the Craig Biggios, the Derek Jeters, these other guys who played small ball, and, uh, you know, the, the Ichiros who 
you know, to maintain the integrity of the game and playing small ball and didn't just swing for the fences. You just had a random left fielder shooting up in the locker room and then jacking off 50 home runs out of nowhere. You also had that. But now the MLB is so feast or famine on home runs. You know, you get these crazy scores like you got last night in that Atlanta game. What was that, 20 to 1 in uh, over the Pirates? I get it. The Pirates are a bad team, and they're really starting to, you know, fall off the map. Um, but I want to focus on Cubs-Cardinals. A great win for the Cubs. Cubs now, if they can sweep the series, they have the lead over the Cardinals in first place. And even though the Cards are in first place right now, there is one stat that I want to let Cardinals Nation know right now. And I, and listen, Cardinals Nation, I, don't hate me. I am just the guy bringing you the news, okay? I'm just the guy bringing you the stat, you know, 40-plus games into this season. You know what I mean? We are a quarter of the way through the MLB season. First off, A, it was really cool to see the Cubs back in, in Bush Stadium last night. You know, they haven't been. The, the, the Cubs have not been to St. Louis in over 400 days, which is fine for Chris Bryant because there's nothing new in St. Louis according to him anyways. But let's get to this stat. Here's what I'm talking about. The Cardinals may be in first place right now, but listen to this. The Cardinals have lost nine of their last 14 games against teams over 500. So for the last 14 times of this season that the Cardinals have played a winning team, they are getting spanked nine out of 14 times. However, the Cardinals are 20 and nine versus teams with a losing record. So, are the Cardinals for real? That's a great question. I think it's a fair question to ask Cardinals Nation right now. Listen, Flaherty is the Cy Young winner right now in the NL. The guy is fantastic. But they're beating up on a lot of bad. They're beating up on a lot of bad, the Cardinals are. And and, and I get it. That's what you're supposed to, right? You're supposed to beat up on the bad. Good teams are supposed to beat up on the bad. But you got to give me some wins against some winning teams. And they have a chance right now. I mean, they got the Cubs for the next two games tonight on Fox, tomorrow night, Sunday night baseball on ESPN. And then you got the White Sox. You go to Chicago against the number one team in the AL. So Cardinals fans, this is a big stretch. By Wednesday of next week, Wednesday night, we will know how do the, how do the Redbirds do against the, the Chicago teams, against the Cubs and the Sox. Now you get a little repeat after that against the uh, the Arizona before the Dodgers come to town, but this is a big stretch here uh, going into July, uh, going into June baseball to wrap up May for the Cardinals. You know this May could be a big month if you struggle against the Cubs and you drop this series against the Cubs, and then you go into Chicago against the first place White Sox, the best team in the AL, and you lose two of three to them, and all of a sudden you've lost. Two series back-to-back against Chicago teams. Cardinals Nation, that's concerning. That's concerning, especially the trend you're on, having lost 9-14. of So it's going to be interesting. I know we don't like to make too much out of May baseball, but now you're getting into the fact that you could be a quarter way through the season. You're more, more a quarter way through the season, and then some by the, by the end of this upcoming week, by next time I'm doing this show, and the Cardinals could be on a real negative trend. This is this is big time. Step up against uh, against the Cubs and the Sox here over the next five games. It'd be really interesting to see. Now, luckily, you will get 
Flaherty, you will get Wainwright on the mound. You got Gant coming back as well. So they have some of their your your your, your studs coming on up, but it's gonna be an interesting, interesting uh next five games for the uh the guys in the guys in red there in St. Louis. You know, don't don't shoot the messenger. I know you're sitting there in your cars going, Mark's a Cubs fan. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just laying it out for you. You're nine and fourteen against teams over five hundred in the, in your last in your last fourteen. Ooh. That ain't good. You gotta start winning some games against some winning teams. That ain't good. You've lost nine to fourteen. Didn't mean you won nine to fourteen. You've lost nine to fourteen. And then you gotta keep beating up on the Drek. Uh, trust me, it's the most frustrating thing in the world as a Cubs fan when we lose to the Pirates. You gotta beat up on the Drek. And but you can't be nine of fourteen losses to teams five hundred or better if you want to really compete. All right, let me thoughts on Tony LaRusso. Can I just say this? Speaking of the White Sox, I feel for my friends who are White Sox fans right now. They have a fun team, a young team, an energetic team, and a team that is capable of winning the AL pennant. And you got to deal with old man Larusa. I understand. I can. I can give him even. I. I don't. No, I can't. The only way you can get mad at the unwritten rules of baseball swinging 3-0 is if it's still a pitcher in the game. It was a bleeping position player. And you get mad at your mom, Mercedes. You get mad at Mercedes for swinging 3-0 when the Twins have waved the white flag and they have put a position player out there. And the next day, the stupid unwritten rules of baseball, the Twins throw at Mercedes... And you, the manager, this guy who's a up-and-coming star for your team, literally say, well, I was glad. I'm glad they threw at him. Defend your guys. I, listen, you call out your guys in the media saying he shouldn't have done it, and then you support the opponent for throwing at your guy. And then you got Tim Anderson, all these guys going on, on Instagram Live saying, keep swinging, we support you. And Larusa comes out there, old man Larusa yelling at the clouds, saying, "Oh no, there's no lifts in our rifts in our locker room." Listen, they're winning, so something's working. I don't want to be too critical on Tony Larusa, but this is kind of a joke, right? If you're the White Sox, this is one of those where you got to be like, "This is a one-year experiment, right?" You've got to bring in someone new next year, right? I mean, unless you win the World Series, I this could fall apart quickly for the White Sox, and it's all because Tony Larusa is just too old to be managing. That's just a fact. It's just it's just a fact. Get off my lawn, guy. Get out of the sport. The MLB needs to move on from get off my lawn, guy. He's a deserved Hall of Famer. He's an all-time great manager. And now it's time for him to take Ubers. Someone drive him around. So you don't have any more DUIs. And he's got bad press coverage and yelling, I do know who I am. Sit on a beach somewhere, Tony. Let baseball be fun. Yell at Doesn't even support his players. What are you doing? It's a, it's a joke to me. And it's sad because he's a Hall of Famer. We should not be talking about Tony LaRusa in a negative light right now. At least baseball-wise. I mean, if he keeps getting DUIs, we've got to talk about it. It's embarrassing. Figure your you-know-what out, Tony. But we should not be criticizing him as a baseball manager right now. But yet we are because he's not even supporting his guys. It's embarrassing. All right, um, quickly, I just want to say, as with literally a minute left, 
Steph Curry's a free agent next year. Keep an eye on it. Well, you got to keep an eye on it. If Clay Thompson is not 85% of Clay Thompson coming off of an ACL straight into a torn Achilles and the Warriors don't make the playoffs and, you know, six seed or higher and maybe they get bounced the first round and Clay Thompson's not 85% of what Clay Thompson was, ooh, look out. Big offseason for the Warriors to try and keep Steph happy. I'm just going to say it. We got to start keeping an eye on it. This has been On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street and Quincy Faith Family Giving Back. Tell them Mark sent you. Shop online, cunisquincy.com. Enjoy your weekend. PGA, NBA playoffs, baseball, Cubs cards. What more could you want? Live and local on a Saturday in Hannibal. It's On the Mark. 